All right, Ken. 2021 has come to a close. It's now 2022. And man, we had a huge year. And uh, it has been a while since we've reported a, recorded a podcast. So why don't we kind of uh, do a year in review for all the people who have hopefully been dying for our next podcast to come out. <laughs> yes, by the dozens. Absolutely. But first, I'd say we definitely want to thank all of our franchisees, and especially our existing ones, the ones that have been with us since 2015. The first few that in 2010, Jonathan and Jeremiah were willing to do a pilot of our concept. And then in 2015 to 2021, where this thing really took off, we appreciate everybody. And, and seriously, it's not just something you say. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them, because they're a big reason why we've had so much growth, because every single new franchisee talks to our existing ones. So right. if you're listening, thank you very much. We appreciate you and your hard work. And also uh, to the franchisor uh, company that supports all the franchisees, uh, thankful for them. And you know, none of this would be possible without their help and their support and helping the franchisees that believe in the Brothers of Just Do Gutters brand. Uh, one of the big reasons why they believe in it so much is because of all the hard work that the marketing team, the call center, and all the other onboarding and training uh, yeah. department and all the other departments that we have, um, IT and all that support that they get um is why this has been so exciting and fun it is fun so let's just talk a little bit about growth this sure. year tell I like us growth. tell us ken you're, you're, you're speaking my language yeah absolutely so just to get into the straight uh facts of the numbers right here we sold 71 franchisees uh spanning over 190 territories there's 32 actively launched franchisees right now and there's about 39 and growing in the onboarding training phase. And currently we're in 27 states on uh, our mission and our vision to have a franchise in every state um, and beyond. So wow. that's uh, that that's incredible. I don't think either one of us would have thought in 2020 that that would have been our 2021 results. Maybe I would have. No, <laughs> no, because no, we planned it. We yeah. had a plan. Well, we had a plan. And our plan was about, we thought we could start to hit our stride between maybe 10 to 15 uh, a year. And then we wanted to hire a development company. And we were thinking that might help us do 20 to 25. That would be like the stretch that like, yeah, we yeah. could kind of get some momentum. But never did we really think we would do that many that fast. No, not before uh, the development company. Yeah. No. No. But once uh, the development company was on the hook um, and seeing the results that they had with other brands. Yes. Um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, hold on to your seats because this rocket ship is taking off. Yeah. Uh, and it certainly has because, you know, that's 190 territories. Uh, Which is crazy because I incredible. remember when we first started franchising um, – I, and it's still hard for me to think in territories, but when you would meet somebody, they would always talk territory. Like, oh, we've got 700 territories or 300. And it was like, whoa. Um, but it is becoming more impressive as we're in it because I always thought about the individual owner. When we had seven franchisees, it might have been 20 territories, but I always thought in the sense of franchisees. And I think it re is really neat to think of the territory and, and it is impressive yeah it is and 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 being at you know the, the numbers that we're at right now especially with the onboarding and training that's going on and people who are going to be launched this spring it's going to put us well over 100 franchisees mm -hmm. you know and typically in the service brand what i see is about you end up topping out around 250 to 300 franchisees yep. and, and maybe six or 700 territories, depending mm -hmm. on how everybody does it a little differently. Uh, but this is going to, this is going to sell out quick. So people need to, they need to get on board yeah. if they want to get, I know. get that, in on the brothers, just do gutters, uh, family here. I, I hate even saying it cause it sounds like such a sales pitch, like get it now while supplies last. But we've literally seen people that are almost to the finish line of buying a franchise, but then somebody bought the territory they wanted that was ahead of them. 
And it is, it's heartbreaking because you really want them to be part of it. They want to be part of it. Um, and it isn't a sales pitch. It, it is limited availability, but I want to talk about some wins. And I think the biggest wins that we've had, yes, there's growth. Yes, there's new franchisees and that's huge, but our team, let's start with our team. I, I looked back in the beginning of 2021, we had 16 full-time employees working for the franchise. This is our team that helped uh, support and develop our franchisees. At the end of 2021, we had 37 full-time employees, which is ridiculous. That's awesome to me. That's more than uh, double in, in growth and size. Well, I mean, when you look at numbers like that and you look at the, what I look at is, you know, our business is, uh, there's a lot of things that we talk about. Uh, but one of the things that we talk about a lot is creating opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of what Brothers Gutters is all about. And, you know, for, for us to grow more than double in the amount of people's lives that are being affected financially, having a great work environment to uh, be in, to be around other people that are passionate mm -hmm. about what they do and working together in a team atmosphere like that. I mean, that's what people dream about going to work yeah. and, you know, and work really isn't work because, you know, you're having fun, but you're doing the things that you love to do uh, mm -hmm. and your skill set and what you are passionate about. And I think that's uh, really something that sets us apart and why we're having so much uh, positive growth, not just on the franchisee side, but also within the corporate company. And I think that's important because your, your franchisees are only going to be good as the support that you're going to be able to give them, uh, especially the ones that maybe are, are might even struggle. Maybe there's somebody that's never owned a business before, mm -hmm. right? Where somebody else who's owned a business, this is you know, plug and play for them. This is, yeah. you know, hiring people and doing this and the little hiccups that happen in business, you know, they eat that for breakfast, you know, that's yeah. not a big deal, but somebody who's transitioning out of being in a career, uh, that support is huge. Uh, yeah. and we continue to get, uh, the feedback from, uh, franchisees, uh, that are in that kind of a situation, um, that are transitioning, transitioning in and know nothing about business, nothing about gutters. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's, they always have their, their questions answered because we have such a phenomenal team. Yeah. I, I wish I looked up of the 16 employees that we did have to start the year, I, I, I know that at least half of them got promoted, which has been our favorite thing with growth is it creates more opportunity. And one thing about you're the visionary, your vision always, I think, you know, it kept people here that might have in other companies, like you can easily look around and see your ceiling. When you work for corporate America or something, you look around the room and you're like, well, the most I'm ever gonna go is here. And I think when you're growing, especially startup, what attracts franchisees, what attracts people to continue to work for us, I believe, is that we're helping them achieve their vision here. They don't have to leave to become a manager or to head of a department or something we haven't even considered yet. And that's been, that was kind of my favorite part of the growth was that if you just rewind four or five years, we would be, we would be talking to people like Gabby, Danny, in a couple years. I'm hoping that you can be here or they're hoping in three or five years in their career. And this growth has just basically taken our five or eight year plan and whoop, it, it put it all yeah, in like one year. Well, it it's accelerated awesome. for sure. And, yes. and But that's the thing about growth. That's a, uh, I call it abundance mentality, right? When we have an abundance mentality, when we uh, look at life in general, um, and create, and we're creating opportunities for people. And that's really what business, we're here to serve people. And if we're not serving those people, your business isn't going to grow. Everybody's going to leave. And that's one of the things that people that might be struggling in business need to look inward and self-reflect and say, Hey, you know, am I creating opportunity Yeah. Uh, for people? And when you do that, you have a vision that people are going to believe in. Uh, you know, people say a lot of things, but mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times that you hear, uh, well, yeah, we heard that before from the bit boss, man, you know, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, it's only going to last so long, uh, until yeah. people really feel, you know, you got to talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. No, that's true. So let's get into some specifics. So the franchise team, we added an entire department that we never had this year onboarding, right? 
right? So we used to do that internally. Gabby would handle some of it. I would, you would. We'd all kind of take a little piece of onboarding is when a new franchisee signs, and now they got to do all this stuff, like get a business license, find a building, get Google verified, you name it, to get up and running uh, as a brother at Just Do Gutter. And we hired, we have three, four full-time people now that their sole job is onboarding new franchisees. How awesome is that? It's great because I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you, that's kind of one of the, the weirdest things for me is to see so much happening. Like, I just we just got a, a, a newsletter. It was a, it was a media drop from the marketing team. And it's so strange to me to have something come out that I had nothing to do with. It's, it's, it's still, when I see a meeting and there's 10 people sitting in a, in a, in the conference room, I don't even know who called the meeting or what it's about. And I'm not part of it. That has been, it's probably one of the strangest things for me. And I I don't think it's a control thing as much as we just, as the founders, we were always like in the loop as far as like what's happening. Maybe it was our input and then things happen, but to see people, departments just grabbing onto it and then their ideas in this media drop. I mean, I, I wrote to, to the marketing team. I said, this is probably the best piece I've ever seen that represents our company, the heart of the company. So all the cool things that we've probably always dreamed of, to see them come into life has been really fun. Yeah, it definitely has. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really love about business is that when uh, it starts to exponentially grow beyond you know, any of you or, or mine, capabilities. It's, it's way beyond that. Oh my it's, gosh. I'm not in and of myself capable or, or you capable of, uh, being able to do all these things that are, are these wheels that are turning. Um, but there's, there's a lot of wheels that have to be turned and, and, you know, and that's the fun part about business is when you have people that are wanting to step in the, in, in there and, and turn those wheels that need to be turned and then to see them doing it all in, uh, sync, with one another and not even just within their own department, but seeing all the departments working together cohesively mm-hmm. as well and collaborating together and hitting unbelievable uh, goals and, and, and such exponential growth. And what's cool about it that's even cooler about it is that people are doing it with a smile on their face. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and they're enjoying it and they're excited about it. It's not like, you know, they're walking around or talking and, and saying, oh my gosh, we're signing on a mother franchisee. How much more people are we going to be able to deal with? You know, it's the total opposite of that. Yeah. So it's been enjoyable growth. It where has been. In the past, business has not always been. It, it goes, it's growth, a roller coaster. Growth was not always enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, it was very painful. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, yeah, having Ken Parsons out of onboarding is a good thing. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'm not, you know, really probably the best person or personality or, you know, uh, for that. So having people that really just love onboarding yeah. and love what they do is I think a huge, uh, yeah, win it's right awesome. There. It's awesome. And then marketing, my gosh, so many changes in marketing and it adding uh, full-time, uh, writer podcast, uh, social media, multimedia video, the stuff that you haven't even seen it yet. Wait till Kevin Hi, Kevin. I see you over there. <laughs> Wait till he shows you the commercials and the stuff that's coming out. I, it's I have un- no doubt that it's going to be awesome. I know yeah. the potential that these guys have, and, and that's it. You know, uh, you know, how many people have we seen come through the company? You know, and, and, and a lot of people have potential, uh, but the ones that really uh, take it to the next level, they're hungry for it. That's it. And, uh, and they see it. They see that this is going to be bigger than even right now. Where oh. we're sitting today at whatever 190 territories and 100 franchisees, this is going to even be a bigger opportunity in another year from now, in another two or five years from now. And and I think people sit here and think, you know what? Where do I want to be? You know, they should. and and people because people see other people have started at a certain point in the company and now are at a, a whole nother level, yeah. right? Uh, of, of but it's at that. a super but, speed. 
It yeah. used to be like, look where Gabby or Jove or Danny started, and 10, 15 years later, look where they are. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, look where this person started a year ago and where they are in eight or nine months. It's yeah. insane. It's, it is insane. It's awesome. Where it took me almost 20 years to get to where I am right now. So, you well, know. it does take 20, <laughs> 20 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah, Tiger Woods started golfing when he was like three, right? It's true. And he's uh, decent at this point. Yeah. Um, one of the, the coolest hires that we did was the two full-time trainers. That, my goodness. So previous to, uh, to this, when somebody would buy a franchise, they'd come in and we would basically try and send them out with a, a crew from New York. And it was a crapshoot as far as like, what if it rained that day? It might not be the perfect job to learn on. Um, so training used to be two weeks to try and get in. Or maybe that guy on that crew didn't have the greatest weekend. <laughs> There's a lot of variables that, you know, so what was so cool is that we actually built an indoor training facility in 2021, maybe sooner. I don't remember, but we used it and we were able to train every single person in house in the building and they can touch every scenario at almost eye level to learn as much as possible, and then to have Angelo, a veteran of 10 years uh, in the gutter business, possibly longer, to come in and head that up. And Mike, it's just, it, that that was huge. And that's the foundational uh, start of what, another part of the vision, right? To have uh, Brothers Gutters University, right? Uh, to yeah. have to have a place where we can have people who wanna have a career in construction, in, in, in a niche, and be able to come and learn and and be taught, actually taught how to acquire a skill, but then also have 100% job placement at the end of their training, uh, whether franchisees are bringing them or they're hiring people and they're in their third year of business and, hey, we want to send some guys up for training in New York to give them a little head start. Uh, I know my son Hunter has done that with sales and he's going to do it with guys probably this year uh, to oh, get yeah. them going. So, you know, you? there's... There's a huge opportunity there, and I, I can see all the apart, all the departments that we're talking about right now. The vision that I have for marketing and call center and uh, onboarding, uh, training department, um, it's, it's just getting started. This, we're just yeah. getting started. No, I, I agree. It's crazy that yeah, – it's awesome. And the last, the last one on the team, the call center, um, grew – such big growth in the call center now having multiple shifts and departments we now have the uh the, the department that schedules all the estimates the department that schedules all the installs and also we have supervisors it is such a cool thing to see the growth and the ownership and they're grabbing stuff and they're having vision and it's cool it's so funny that a couple times people interdepartmentally have tried to steal from the contact center they're like she's fantastic you know maybe we can get her to do whatever back office admin or in marketing and they're hey, like gutter and they're like uh-uh they're like i'm not moving they love it so that's, that's been really fun uh as well and then you know obviously we the franchisees it is such a crazy thing how we continue to attract people that feel like they fit they like they have similar values when they see our culture it resonates with them um, they're not just driven by the bottom line. Obviously, any franchise you want to buy, you want to like make sure it's profitable. But I, I just feel it is so so blessed in the sense that we're not like waiting through like when you're hiring or anybody who's in the position of hiring and you have all these applicants and you just have like one no after another where you're like, ugh. Like when we have a bunch of franchisees that are looking to 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 purchase and they come into town, I mean it's like a 95% fit. Yeah, and I think uh, where that starts is at the beginning of the business development process. But and I think it, it starts before that. I think the people that see what we've done are like-minded when they actually are curious. Yeah, because right, and because in franchising, typically somebody is going to a broker and they're here's all the brands that I think would be good for you, and they do whatever they do, and then when they listen to podcasts, when they when they get a feel for, it starts out like this gutters. <laughs> All right. I'll take a look at it. 
And whatever it is that they're showing them and taking a look at is giving, it becomes more, people are understanding even before they get to business development that there's something about Brothers Gutters that makes it more than just gutters. Yeah. And as they start going down the path of discovering what is this gutter business all about, they see that it's about a lot more than mm. just gutters. It's, it's about It's about creating opportunity like we just talked about. It's about growth. It's about leadership. It's about personal development. It's about uh, making a difference in people's lives. It's about having fun and, and putting a smile on people's uh, faces because you're creating opportunities for them. Um, it's about great support. It, th there's so many things. I could go down a whole laundry list of things yeah. of, of why um, our people are choosing us. And, uh, and that's what they discover. It, 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 along the pathway, it's like, man, this is really something that has the whole package for what I want to do. It's not just a business. It's more than that. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, and I, I hope in the future we can get this woman, Isabel, on our podcast from Texas. This is the first time. I hope she's not embarrassed I share this story, but we're going to have her on a podcast. She's going to have to tell us anyway. She, she literally cried during a team meeting. At the end of our team meetings, they typically, like the, the installers, they do shout-outs. We, you know, and this was an impromptu. This wasn't something that you and I had in our system. This was something that maybe happened one week organically, and it became part of the meeting. And these guys were just saying, "I want to shout out, you know, Bob. He he came through last week. I was stuck on a job. It was going to get late. I wasn't going to finish, and he drove to my job and helped me. Appreciate you so much." They were just giving like heartfelt. Um, feedback. And, and it, it was even personal. It was crazy. It was a really good, uh, unbelievable thing. And I look over and she's wiping tears. And then later on, when we, I asked her about it, she said that she had this dream of whatever business that her and her husband decided to go with, that it would be something where they can actually change lives and do good. And as they looked at brands and stuff, her, you know, they're kind of like, sorry, that's a great dream, but that's not reality. Let's take care of our family. And if we take care of our family, we can take care of people. And she was disappointed, but she's like, I guess, you know, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. No, um, <laughs> but she's a dreamer. And, and when she saw that, it just hit her that this is it. I, yes, it's gutters, but we can make a difference. Look at the difference that are happening in these guys' lives right here. And we can do that. And that was really cool. And hopefully we can get her on to do it. But that was definitely a bonus and that goes back to some of the things that we were saying earlier to add to uh what brothers gutters is all about attracting people it's culture right oh. that culture right there is something that she dreamt on her own of wanting to do with some kind of a business mm -hmm. and this crazy gutter business yeah. lands in her lap and yeah she's sitting there at a confirmation day in a crew leader meeting yeah and seeing it actually happening yeah and you know the people that come in with these values that we're talking about uh that start from the beginning of the process to getting through it to confirmation day coming up here and seeing it in action those are the people that continue to perpetuate the same culture that we have, not just in New York, but in San Antonio, in Lynchburg, Virginia, and all these other places that have franchisees that have been around for a little bit. Uh, they get it uh, because they have the same values as we do. And that's that's uh, right there is um, that's the thing that really makes me excited about this whole thing. Uh, and that it's more than just a business is because that part right there is that we're teaching other people to do what we did. Oh, yeah. And because uh, because culture is something that's really difficult for companies to replicate. And once founders are removed out of the equation, uh, sometimes that culture takes a dive. Absolutely. Right. And uh, it has to be reinvented somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you're getting people who have the same values into your uh, and that believe what you're doing and wanting to make that same difference. And all of that culture stuff is also intertwined well, very carefully yes. into our system. So when they take that system and apply it, that's when we have this awesomeness that how that, that perpetuates itself. Uh, and that's changing communities around the, around the country. One guy, uh, your brother-in-law, Jonathan Mellett, you know, it just dawned on him a couple of years ago. He's always had a heart for ministry and, uh, and and wanting to do that. And, you know, he got into this business because he wanted to have some money to 
be able to support him in his ministry. It was his, then, it was his side hustle. It was his side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And then just a couple of years ago, it just dawned on him that he said, this is my ministry. Yeah. I'm making a difference in these guys' lives that I'm hiring into this business and the skills ladder program and the books and the reports and the, the upbuilding and the uplifting culture that we have and that we've created here. He finally, it clicked. Yeah, no, it's you know? awesome. And that's, that's what I think really is the driving force behind the brand. All right. Let's talk a little bit about some lessons learned. We're big planners, but this year came fast and the growth came fast, and there were definitely a few things that came up that we weren't necessarily able to plan for, or the plan was a few years out. Uh, do you remember some of those things that might have come up that we weren't ready for in this fast growth? Gabby going out on maternity leave. Let's talk about that. You know, <laughs> who gets pregnant in the middle of a growth of a franchise? I think I it's mean, just crazy. Seriously. I can't even believe it still. <laughs> You know what? I think it was awesome because Gabby, for those of you who might not know, she is like the most key of key players for our team. She knows pretty much the business just as good or better than both of us, but knows all aspects Don't of it. Don't use any of our employees' names. Why? Because people might try and steal them. No, that's okay. She won't go. <laughs> all right, but unbelievable. But what it did was it forced us to look at it and it forced her to um, create depth for herself. And that was, it was really awesome. We were able to end up hiring a few people. And what was really cool, the way I look at uh, 2021, it was like chess. And it was like, we had to make these moves earlier in the year, like putting ads out or thinking about a trainer or thinking about another coach before it happened. And it was really cool as we're moving the pieces around that they all landed at about the right spot. By the time Gabby was on maternity, we had two more coaches. It's just like playing wiffle ball in the backyard, though. Like Didn't I we win the last kids. home run derby against you uh, and Jeremiah? That was awesome. Uh, he was almost a professional baseball player. I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember that. But anyway, it's an organizational chart, and we had a plan. Maybe we didn't know exactly where all the pieces were going to fit, but we did have a plan. We did have it charted out, and uh, all, the, all the hires, whether it was IT or you know positions we didn't even, even think we needed uh, that we have now, uh, there's, there's, it's, it, it's just all, it's all in the, it was all in, ended up being in the plan. So, yeah. uh, that made it a lot easier. I love it when Kev, uh, Kevin from marketing is always the one who comes up with like the craziest new hire. And I always fight him on, he's like, we're going to need an IT person. I'm like, no, we won't. Like, I don't know why I'm just like, he, <laughs> um, I think I just like to say no Maybe to you him. just do that because it's Kevin. I think so. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a little bit outside of the box or a little bit, by you the know, way, uh, Kevin's going to have. An awesome calendar coming out from the marketing team, I hear. True. Um, but IT, he, he wants an integrator. There's certain things that uh, he comes up with, and it takes me a little bit of time to wrap my head around. But, man, he was right. Uh, so that was awesome to basically think of we need an in-house IT person as well as the external one, the marketing depth. So there was a few things. Like you said, though, we have a pretty decent org chart five years out. It just kind of all brought it. But the one thing that I did not anticipate, we built this indoor training facility we talked about earlier. Right. I didn't realize that it come spring, it was too small to keep up with the volume. Well, that I was the we, one thing that I think that was... back in... No, we realized October it. October-ish. No, we realized it, but it was something that who would have thought that what we built, you know, wasn't going to be able to handle the growth. That was kind of a like, oh my gosh. Especially because that probably cost a lot of money. I don't remember, but it was worth it. But what was awesome is that once we realized that this wasn't going to work because uh, a lot of people that were buying the franchise the last quarter were just going to wait till spring. They're like, you know what? No sense launching in Michigan uh, in the middle of the winter. Let's wait till the spring. And before you know it, we've got 30, 40 people that are all waiting to be trained and launched in the spring and the possibility of almost 10 or 11 more coming tonight and tomorrow absolutely <laughs> so we uh, got that space so we got another space so that was one of the unforeseens that that popped up we got another space in the building right next to us three thousand square feet they're pu just putting the finishing touches on the renovation and starting next week all new franchisees are going to be trained in there and we can handle up to 32 people 
for one training. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That was a big one. That was one that, that and the coaching, I think, were my two biggest concerns because coaching is not, you know, we do one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. every month for those who are listening, uh, budget versus actual. What's your budget? What's your actual? How are we doing? How can we help? But to be able to get people that know enough about business are able to coach, there's a lot of uh, things that they need. That was definitely one of the ones that got me, uh, kept me up at night. Especially because uh, Gabby was out on maternity leave. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, and well, still is, right? It's true, but... She coming back anytime soon? Yeah, I see her like in the computers sure all the she time. Want to be She's a, really bad at maternity leave. She doesn't want to be a stay-at-home mom after this. No, no? I hope not. Um, <laughs> so that was awesome. We, we've got that under control. We're going to need more coaches. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're an amazing coach and understand numbers uh, and use Excel, we would love to have a conversation to have you join our team. We're going to need you. That's for sure. And that's because our coaching and our vision for coaching is a long-term one uh, that goes along with the long-term vision that we have for support. Yes. Uh, because that's constantly a reoccurring theme uh, that we hear in franchising. Uh, even before we even franchised, we were going to the Javits Center and going to con- uh, franchise uh, conferences and We and interviewed shows. everyone we knew that uh, owned a franchise. Everybody that owned a franchise that we knew from all different types of brands. Uh, not just home service brands. Uh, the number one thing that we constant theme reoccurring is no support. Uh, so that was a, a really big thing. Uh, even back when we were building the franchise from 2008, nine, and especially in 2010 uh, forward, because we ourselves uh, hired a, a support company mm-hmm. to support us in our business. Um, and so we became uh, just even bigger believers in, uh, we got to, you know, your, your company is going to be exactly a reflection of how good your training is or how good it's not. Agreed. Agreed. So, and I guess the one thing that nobody could have planned for, uh, was the pandemic and the things that stemmed from it, shortages in trucks, you know, machines or material or labor, you name it. I don't care what industry you're in. Everyone was affected uh, to some capacity. Yeah. And you couldn't even cough in a room anymore without people like giving you a death stare. <laughs> I know. I hate that feeling where I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I got to cough, yeah. but I don't want to <laughs> hold it's, it in. It's awful. Don't even sneeze. <laughs> it's a sneeze. It's not a cough. There's a difference. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely challenging and to have, uh, growth and people coming out, uh, and, and all the questions that they had around labor material, we fared very well. Uh, we were able to do as much as we possibly could, but I, I don't know how you can prepare for something like that other than... You can't prepare for it, but what I think that we did very well on all fronts when it came to the whole uh, COVID thing uh, right from the beginning is that we were proactive and we really got on the ball with everything, uh, making phone calls across the country when it came to trucks, when it came to materials, when it came to gutter machines. We did everything that we could do in our power to make sure that we had the things that we need and the tools that we needed and the equipment and the materials and everything that we needed to help our existing franchisees and the new ones coming in to be successful. Uh, we did. There's nothing that we could look back on and I think and say we. Oh wow, that wow, that was a bad mistake. Or man, I regret not having done that. Uh, we we did everything that we could possibly do, and I think that's important too. Is that that's what makes Brothers Gutter successful too, is that we're always doing that, no matter if there's COVID or not. Uh, we're always innovating. We're always looking uh, to, inward uh, and self-reflecting to see how can we make this better. That's it. That's what we're trying to do. So let's talk, uh, let's talk 2022, our optimism of the future and the things that are happening. Um, breakthroughs, uh, especially when you think about what it's like to join our franchise today versus what it was like for probably 2015 to 2000, even 20, 21. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, well, we, I kind of did it right. Kind of my son. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it definitely, I mean, when I first started in this business, I did like $80,000 my first year. <laughs> I know. Right. In 1999. Uh, and my son, 
he did over $600,000 in gross revenue this year. And he's 18. That's crazy. He just turned 18 in August. So wow. he was 17 for most of the year. Isn't that illegal in most states? Not in Texas. Okay. Everything's legal in Texas. <laughs> so child labor, that's one win. Go ahead. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why the state of Texas is the best. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so back to the original question here. Uh the, the breakthrough for a new owner is that there's so much more uh, depth that somebody is getting uh, by joining Brothers Gutters as opposed to people who joined, you know, even two or three years ago. There's and back to what we were talking about just a little bit a bit ago about innovating and self-reflecting, making the business better. How can we get better support? How can we have a better? I mean, now we have an onboarding team. We and that onboarding team is even better now today than it was when he started in March, right? Uh, the coaching, um, all the all the things that are being done in marketing, um, just there's just a whole list of things that are, are are you know how can somebody who's a teenager open up a business and be able to do that? Um, I mean, it helps yeah. if his dad knows a little bit about I, I, it. I did help. A little I would bit. say. A little bit. <laughs> uh, but seriously, though, there's a lot of other people that started this oh, past true. year that knew nothing mm-hmm. and uh, are doing are, are doing exceptionally well. Uh, so, yeah. No, that's great. And I just think back to our first franchisee, uh, Jimmy. He It took him three or four years to hit a million. Three, I believe. It was his third full year. Yeah, so, yeah. Opening season, half year, then one, two in his third full year, he hit a million. We now average, prior to this growth, uh, franchisees hitting a million dollars in their first full year. Yes. So that was before all this, and I just can't wait. I mean, some of the people that have come to the table, their business capacity, I mean, it is unbelievable the types of people that we're attracting. They're buying these big territories like all of Nashville, and uh, it is cool to see what they're able to do and accomplish so we might even see that move up slightly which would very be very cool i i think we're going to see it move up i i, I think we're going to have people that are going to get in the business in their first full year to two million oh we're going to have people that'll do that oh, yeah that. there's going to be people that are going to break some serious records yeah uh, but we're seeing that in the company even on a smaller scale you know we see it in production Mm-hmm. numbers we see it in sales the numbers overall revenue per right? hour the overall revenue everything everything is 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 doing is going up mm-hmm. uh, but it all goes back to those foundational qualities and, and principles and things that you know the business is built on uh and the support is just phenomenal uh and it's just getting better and it what i love about franchising is that you have this big group think tank that's happening yeah. you know all these people that are getting in which excites me because it allows the vision to get bigger because there's going to be people and there are people that are getting into the business that have so much to offer mm-hmm. right and I, I think that's something that's important for a franchise company uh is you know just because you think you have it all figured out and this is our system this is our way there's people that are going to be coming into that system that are going to be able to innovate things and make it even 10 times better oh. than what you think it is yeah. already. So I think I think that is a, a huge uh, uh, benefit to our culture here is that we're uh, we're open to oh. ideas, oh right? Uh, uh, and it goes back to that abundance mentality. There's enough here for us to share and be able to all benefit from, uh, and that's what makes this company continue to just – rise to the top, I believe. And, and the uh, sharing has been crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing that uh, I just love this when there are certain email addresses that we have in our technology that if you email XYZ, it goes to all the salespeople in the organization or it goes to all the owners. And when somebody has a question, I, I, I mean, there's people that are on it that are franchisees or a salesperson that somebody's like, hey, what would you do with this sunroom in the gutter situation? And within 10 to 20 minutes, they've got six, seven, eight responses from their peers on what they would do. And when I'm looking at it, I'm like, that was the perfect thing. Like, it's hardly ever that I see like, ooh, I got to hop in. That's not the right way to do it. Yeah. It's really cool to see how quick that not only we're able to support, but the peers are like, no, you would use this kind of screw this color and this weight in that situation, I'm like, oh my 
gosh. Yeah, when we started awesome. that feed a couple years ago, I would I would chime in here and there, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna stop chiming in, and you know what, it just like you said, it, it, if the training is there, I shouldn't have to answer because the training should be answering answering through the people that have been trained by the by the system right yeah so if they're trained by the system and then you know it's working for them yeah these other but people are cool going to step up and say there's, something there's things that we didn't realize you know we, we we learned gutters in new york there's nuances in florida that how cool when they hop in and go hey listen this would be the best for that type of building this situation it's like wow i I didn't know that. And I was like, wow, I just learned something. So that's what I really love. And I'll just hit a few of these high points and then we'll try and wrap it up. But, um, you know, taking all of our trainings and now they're digital and they're in a learning management software was huge. And in 2021, adding the training center, onboarding support peer groups, we added more peer groups. How cool is that, that we've got, you know, multiple sales peer groups, multiple field ones happening. Uh, some masterminds are starting for people. A lot of people are starting uh, out this business with a general manager. So now we have a mastermind just for those people because it's a different, it's a little bit different mm-hmm. when the owner is not necessarily quitting their day job and they're putting a GM in place. So we're we're making provisions for that. They buy, People are buying uniforms and hats and collateral through a portal. We actually have legit purchasing power where ahead of time, the major distributors know who we are. It's no longer like, hey, we're going to be this someday. Help us out. They know. And that's been kind of fun, like in the, uh, hopefully the good pride way that um, <laughs> when, you know, you reach out, and like, oh, no, I know who you guys are and you guys are killing it. And I saw, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And they're actually spending money as sponsors at our conference this year. Which is awesome. Can you believe that? I love it. I love it. So our vendors are kicking in. They're seeing the value of our of our community. And it's it's really cool. Um Expanded the marketing point, more touch points, uh, the stuff. Seriously, after this, wait till you see what marketing has in the pipeline. Uh, able to really help out the franchisees with all their their social, the videos, Google. I mean, that's one of the, the challenges and stuff from last year that we didn't really touch on. Like, they changed a lot. You know, HomeAdvisor and Angie and whatever, um, merging. There was a lot of challenges that we had to work through, and, uh, and, and the cheese is moving, and we're and – we're, and we're, Working through that. I think we have that book in our... Who Moved My Cheese. So, let's end it here with a little bit of vision. What lies ahead? That's the easy part. World domination. Yes. That's what he would normally say. Yes, but uh, on a more serious note, I think that uh, by the end of uh, 2022, Brothers Gutters will be over 200 plus franchisees franchisees not territories franchisees and what does that represent in territories at least uh, double of what we're at right now so call it 350 call it close to 350 400 400 territories uh sold in the u.s and we will be sunsetting the brand probably not too shortly into 2023 for those of you out there that don't know what sunsetting a brand means that you're sold out Sold out in all the major territories, and you have a lot of ancillary ones that are probably still available. Some white space. Some rural. In there. We'll see. We definitely need more coaches. So if you're listening to this call, this <laughs> is uh, this is what we preach. You're always this recruiting. This podcast is really about recruiting yeah. coaches. Oh, man. We would love for you to join this team <laughs> and be the person, be the mentor for our new franchisees. And really, without trying to sound cheesy, you are helping change lives. You are helping them stay on course to their goal. It's not our goal. We don't sit there and hold them accountable to our goal. We hold them accountable to their goal, the things that they want to do and wrote down and express to us. That's all we're doing. You know, if you want to be a $10 million company in five years, well, let's break it down and see what you got to do tomorrow and this month and next month and next year. So I'd love to talk. Uh, And it could be remote. Uh, So moving on from there, bigger call center. Oh, marketing. Oh, bigger call center. Staff. Bigger call center. Um, Definitely going to need to build a Brothers Gutters headquarters at some point, too. Yeah. Yep. That's part of my vision. Yeah. I've yeah. got an idea. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that talk after. About later. Uh, Kevin uh, from marketing just submitted his new org chart for 2022. Hmm. A couple new positions in there. A couple more opportunities for our existing team. Nice. That's exciting. Love it. 
technology integration, we finally have a platform that we can tie everything into. So we're going to see some true business intelligence, some, you know, minority report dashboards that you can just, no, not quite, but some really cool stuff. Like, like, uh, coming. like, uh, what's his name? Tony Sparks. Sparks. Starks. Starks. <laughs> Is that the one from Paw Patrol? Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark for sure. Yeah. Um, and then a message to our franchisees uh, when we were putting this together, like what could we, you know, basically tell them uh, the one thing that always pops up in my brain, sales solves everything. When I think of like all the things that concern a business owner, a new franchisee, whether do I buy that second truck? Do I hire more? Do I pay more? All that kind of stuff. I, I kind of always come to the same conclusion of sales solves everything. You want to buy another truck? It's a lot easier when you got six weeks worth of work or you've got leads coming in or you've got a killer salesperson. So one thing I would encourage all franchisees this year, increase your average sale. Average sale is the quickest way to achieve your goals, your financial goals, and it's the easiest way for your team to hit their goals. When you sell a bunch of small cleanings or repairs, it's a lot harder for them to hit their revenue goals and the things that you want. But you sell a whole uh, gutter, guard, fascia, possibly even soffit or heat cable for the northern ones. I mean, you're talking home run. So I really love the idea of trying to solve some of the um, issues you might have. It can be solved in sales. And if you've got a weak salesperson or a weak sales team, you're spending so much more money in marketing, so many more resources in trying to get more. Uh, I just, I just I can't stress that enough. I agree. Uh, it, it, it's, yeah, you said it all. I mean, I don't really have too much really to add to that. No, and we've seen it. Like, I, I'm hoping we can do some case studies, but we've seen it where if you've got three salespeople and one, you know, two of them are hitting over a hundred grand a month, one person's struggling to hit fifty or sixty and you, they move on, and you put somebody in their same exact territory, and they start hitting over 100000 a month, it's crazy because we don't discriminate as far as like this estimate goes to this person because they've been here longer. It, they come in, and we're trying to serve the client. Like if they can meet on Tuesday, who can yeah. meet them on Tuesday? Yeah, so that's what's been really for everyone. Cool. But if you have somebody who's underperforming, it goes back to don't tolerate that. You know, you got to have can't. a conversation. You can't let that person stay in that position selling 30, 40 grand for no. the next three or four months. No. You know, if they don't get it after their first month with all the training and support and questions and, and they're the, not ready. the peer, the peer group. And, you know, I mean, you could call Mario, the man on the phone yeah. and he'll spend how much ever time privately you want. He yeah. loves that. Uh, if you can't get it after that, if yep. your guy is not selling after that, they're just not, they're not right. They're not a salesperson. Yep. And what's been so cool back to growth or a solutionist, I a solutionist, say. but back to growth. When you have a bigger organization, sometimes we make a mistake by hiring a great person for the wrong job. And being a larger company now, it's been so cool to see someone interview for whatever. And as you're interviewing them, you're like, this, this position's not right for you, but you would be fantastic over here. And then I've literally gone down the hallway, grabbed Tamika and said, I think I got somebody who'd be great on your team. And they've interviewed and whether it worked out or not, I can't, I can't remember, but that's, what's really cool is sometimes you have great people. They're just not in the right seat. And I think that's what makes it really tough when people are like, wow, oh, I really like them. Um, they're great. But it's like, if you're selling 50 grand a month and the guy right next to you can do 150, I I'm sorry. We're talking about, you know, a million dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of franchisees too. Uh, you know, somebody getting that's new uh, franchisee. Talk to some of the ones that have been around. They're all going to tell you the same thing. I wish I hired this per position I sooner. Person I wish, sooner. I wish I didn't hang on. Yeah, that person as long as I did. Uh, I wish I started out with this position or that position uh, and didn't stay in that position as long as I did. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but hiring things done and hiring uh, um, done right it can be hit or miss. Just don't, if you do miss, don't, don't let that miss continue on, uh, I in think, the company month after month. I think there's a Gary V quote, apologize if it's not him, but no, he says, nobody's good at hiring, get good at firing. 
Yeah. And as much yeah. as we've thought we had it narrowed down to the right personality profile for sales, we're, we're wrong. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've had all types be successful in every position that we have. Well, one of the things I like about that too, and recruiting and hiring that sticks out to me is behaviors, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When, when somebody has behaviors that are not right, yeah. whether it's a bad attitude or whether they're lazy, they don't they're milking up. the clock, they don't, right? They're not following the system because they're lazy. Uh, you know, they're not keeping their car nice and neat, whatever it is, uh, whatever position it is, um, you know, that's, that's something that, that sticks out to me is that right yeah. there. And then I can't stress it enough. Recruiting, I think hiring, recruiting, I just want to make sure that they're, you know, we're making the right distinction, having an ad up on indeed or whatever you use and refreshing it every 30 days. That's not recruiting, having a couple resumes that you put to the side, like, Oh, I'd like them. You know, if I need somebody that's not recruiting. Recruiting, in my opinion, if you're not interviewing, if you're if you're hanging out with your buddies, having a beer, going, I can't find anybody. I'm sorry, you're doing it wrong, because you need to be interviewing all the time. Mm-hmm. You need to be evangelizing the idea of it. Our our coach, who's coming out with us tonight, he's not starting till a couple weeks. Someone we've known since we were a kid. Someone that I did subcontracting work for when I was in between jobs and uh, working for you, and I was doing my own thing on the side. This is somebody I've known all along, and they were recently interested in a franchise uh, because they were watching our growth, and for one reason or another, it it wasn't going to work out. And I'm like, it hits me. I'm like, holy cow, they'd be a phenomenal coach. They owned their own business. They had check, 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 every box. Called them up. Holy cow. Flattered, excited, accepted the job put in their notice and they're starting in a couple weeks. But that it is. that wasn't indeed. That wasn't that. That was me having my recruiting cap on all the time. And I'm bummed because well, that crosses over to networking, right? Yes. It, it really does. I mean, they go hand in hand uh, because, you know, your business is only going to be as big as who you know, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's super important in rubbing shoulders with people who are in the community, who are in business. Uh, that is going, you know, iron sharpens iron. If you're out there with people who are successful, I don't care what business it is. You get to, those friendships or friendships, not only to become lifelong friendships, but that also you help each other. You help each other, uh, to have the best practices and make sure that that business is getting passed around to the people who, uh, have the best practices in all these different businesses too. Yep. Uh, and, and, and that really, um, you know, helps, us to protect not just our businesses, but it also protects the people in our community who are buying these products and services from all of us. And and having that kind of a network is super, super uh, awesome to have as uh, part of that, uh, not just sales, but also recruiting. Many of the people we've recruited into this business is because of who we knew. And we didn't wouldn't have known who we knew if we didn't get off of our butts and get out there and meet them. True. I'm sure we've done podcasts on it before, but it is true. Um, So don't eat lunch out or have a beer with the guys that you hanged out with since high school. If you're on your own business, get out there and go have a drink or have some food or somebody with somebody that you don't even know and get to know somebody new. Agreed. You know, I'd say the one thing that pops into my brain all the time is the work is out there. Yeah. What are you going to do to go out there and get it? I love it. You know, and and that's it. You know, we, we when whenever we've experienced a slowdown in, in in business, it's just you know get out there and and do something that other pe- people aren't willing to do. That's it. And it always it always ends up happening. You know, I think we joined the Dutchess County Fair because August tended to be a slow time of the year, and we solved that problem by joining that. And it actually was <sighs> our top month for a few years after that. I don't know if it still is. I haven't looked, but it ended up becoming one of our best producing revenue months. Right. I think back when I was there, which just seems like a lifetime ago, doing the fair every day. Remember, of the ten week. to ten, me and you, six days straight, six five days day, straight. Six. So Tuesday to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then 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 they would get on the loudspeaker and say that they would. Uh, can't uh, ex- leave. You can't leave. Vendors There's too many people leave. here. There's too many people here still <laughs> at 10 o'clock. You have to stay till midnight now. So, uh, but those were good days because we were averaging 110 
uh, leads out of that booked estimates out of that one out of a fair. People aren't going to the fair to buy cutters. Nope. Uh, but those are some of the things you long, learn along the way where there's people. That's where you should be in your community. Making it happen on a local level is super important. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about our recent success with our people and some of the great people we have. And I'm looking at the people that have moved up and there's one word that keeps coming to mind is capacity. You want to hire people for their capacity, what you think they can do in the future. Some people, they might be applying for whatever job. I don't care if it's onboarding, call center, marketing, you name the position. But when you hire them, you or when you're interviewing, you can see that they have capacity for more. And that is where I think, you know, um, we have not promoted anybody to their incompetence. And that happens in a lot of organizations where, oh, well, you were here first and you've been here for five years. So I guess now that we need a manager, you're the manager. Mm -hmm. That's not how it, it should work. It should work because they have the capacity. And yes, they have to have the foundational qualities if you've listened to our podcast before. Hungry, honable, honorable. But yeah, capacity and, uh, is huge. The capacity is huge. And alongside of that is uh, people who have capacity, they typically are going to earn it. And people who earn it, in my opinion, deserve it. Oh my it gosh. It doesn't matter how long or how short they were there. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's family. Nope. It doesn't matter if it's friends. Nope. It doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a message that I would give to our franchisees is don't let bureaucracy, politics, any of that stuff enter into your culture. And what's uh, the quote you always say? You're mm. like something about your business will only be as great as what you tolerate. What's uh, what is that? Well, what's your business will be only as good as good as what you tolerate. Be, and don't tolerate don't tolerate people who don't have capacity. Don't tolerate people who aren't hungry. Don't tolerate people who are takers. I have a big pet peeve about takers. Mm-hmm. Um, you want people that receive, uh, receive. You want people that Weddles talks about this and uh, the science of getting rich. You want people who are coming into it, are enthusiastic and passionate, and yeah, maybe they're not making exactly what they want to make, but the value that they're bringing to the table far surpasses what they're getting paid right that second. Yep. Uh, and, and that perpetuates itself to creating an opportunity for themselves because that's the thing that, uh, that that's how I started out. Mm-hmm. I got paid eight bucks an hour cash for doing this job. And I, I was, I had a college degree. I was working on a master's. I was getting way underpaid for what I thought, but that wasn't my attitude. Right. And I think attitude has a lot to do with that. And mm. you can't tolerate that in your business. People who have an attitude have a prima donna mentality. Uh, they bring a negative vibe into the room. Uh, they're not good with others. They don't work good with the fellow yep. workers. Yep. Anybody like that, get rid of them. That's it. They're a cancer to your business. Yep. And it, it, I think it's in the same book. Like you always give more in value than you receive in pay. Right. And I'm seeing that when I see some of the people that are moving up very quickly, they're getting, I mean, there's people that had $20,000 pay increases last year because of who they are and what they're doing and where they started and where they are. So, and they're the ones, they're the opposite. They're taking, but they're taking the other way. They're taking things from me and doing it. They're like, I want to learn more. How do I do that? Can I sit in with you on a coaching call? Can I learn how to do that? That's what I am seeing from the people that are moving up, and they're basically almost able to write their own paycheck in a sense because well, they I'll can. Fight an for employee, that just because you're an employee, doesn't mean that you can't create more revenue streams for yourself within the position that you're in. Yeah, you know, because if you have more capacity, you can create more opportunity for yourself, especially if you have a a, a company that their culture is surrounded by that, yeah. and and that's what is is happening. So, but if you're not in a company like that, and and that's it, uh, we attract people uh, that are like us and like like and, and it perpetuates itself. And they're hungry, for, you know. And the people that aren't hungry for more, that are takers and all that, the the culture weeds that out. It the should. rest, the rest of the people are not going to put up with that individual. It doesn't matter what uh, department it is. And if you, when you know you have your departments on track is when everybody's happy and nobody 
is causing any issues. There's no drama. The yep. drama, whatever drama is happening, they keep it at home. And this is work. It's and true. it's a happy place. It's true. So kind of to wrap it up, training is the key to success. Never stop recruiting. We even did some in this podcast. Build a strong team. It's your best, you know, the best foundation. Stick to the system. Um, and don't be afraid of growth. I think a lot of people try and hold back their business. And you always say that it's like you got a Mustang and you're pulling back the reins on it. Let it run. Like that's where the fun, that's where the opportunity happens. The only reason why people pull back, because when you get on a horse for the first time and that thing wants Scary. to take off on you, you're scared to death. Yeah, you're right. Because it's fear. Grip that's right. You because you're not, you're not ever been on a horse before. Yep. Uh, where somebody who knows how to ride a horse. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's see what Giddy she can up. do. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and that's what a business wants to do. A business is, is like uh, very much that horse um, that wants to take off. Yeah. And a lot of times because of fear grips us, we try and slow that thing down. Um, and that, that can, sometimes it's good to slow down. And I'm not saying it's always good to just go fast, like uh, a bull in a China shop fast. Um, but you can go fast with this business because you have the support, you have the systems, you have everything you need. It's not like you're starting something uh, and getting on a horse for the first time. Yeah. yeah, you might be getting on this horse for the first time, but you have all these other people that have been riding this horse for a long time. That's it. And that's the power of franchising. All right, big brother, when do you wrap it up? All right. Well, thanks for joining us for our year in review episode. If you have a seasonal business or if you're launching a business or a franchise, you'll want to listen to our next episode. We'll be talking about how to plant the seeds now for maximum growth. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.